Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening. I'm Eric, founder of Healing Hyenas, and you are listening to Finish Your Puzzle Podcast. What do I mean by finish your puzzle? Life is full of puzzles. Stop staring at the pieces of your life laying around, put them together, finish the puzzle, and move on to the next one. In the meantime, let's gather some of these loose pieces and help each other finish one puzzle at a time. Hello, everyone. I'd like to thank you for joining me on the Finish Your Puzzle podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and it's that time of year. It's uh, time to go back to school. The kids are going back to school. Um, I know people have kids that's going to college and everything, and you know, hopefully they have a successful school year. And I just want to kind of like, you know, share a few things with you, share some experiences, especially um, things that I'm going through. Uh, today was my son's first day of second grade, and he was extremely excited. I was excited, you know, along with him. And I kind of made a ritual ever since he started kindergarten of, you know, me taking off of work and, you know, making sure that he's ready for the school day, uh, watching him get uh, dressed and prepared to go to school. Um, this year I had to t- actually take him to school, um, you know, Ever since the pandemic, you know, jobs have been short. Uh, places have been short staffed. So uh, with the bus driving situation, uh, they've been uh, kind of short on bus drivers. So his bus was running uh, pretty late this morning. So I did end up taking them. And it kind of worked in my favor because I actually got to see the excitement on his face, um, especially with him getting out the car and walking inside of the school building. So that was a plus. Um, you know, sometimes you could uh, get a positive out of a negative, and that's exactly uh, what happened. Um, I picked him up today from childcare after school. He enjoyed, he actually rode the bus from school to childcare, and he actually enjoyed that. Um, he told me he had a nice day at school, met some new friends. And so I guess it's all a plus and plus he was extremely excited because he didn't have any homework, but we know that won't last for the rest of the school year. You know, just seeing the excitement on his face starting a um, new school year, 
him being excited about school. When he started kindergarten, it was during the pandemic. I kind of felt like a bad parent um, sending my child to school during the pandemic, but uh, there was nothing that, you know, we could really do. And that whole time when he was in uh, kindergarten, he basically had to eat uh, lunch in the classroom. There wasn't really no, you know, moving around and everything in the school. Um, first grade, he was still, they were still in pandemic mode. He was still, uh, you know, sitting in the classroom, eating lunch. And I think halfway through the school year, um, he came home one day because he actually got to eat in the cafeteria around the other kids. And they actually got to go outside and play with one another. And so that going into, uh, you know, second grade, he was extremely excited about, you know, sitting in the cafeteria with his friends and running around playing. And so it was a positive, you know, something for him to look forward to. Um, he was excited about his teacher giving him candy for listening and answering questions the right way and doing what he, you know, what he's supposed to. And um, I was excited for him, you know, I'm just hopefully he stays that way throughout the whole school year. But like I said before, I doubt it happens. Um, you know how kids, kids are temperamental just like adults. And, you know, they have their good days and they have their bad days. And hopefully, you know, all the good days outweigh all the bad days. So um, I'm just glad that he's, um, you know, so excited about learning. Um, he's already talking about the third grade already. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, you didn't even get through your um, first week of second grade. How are you talking about the third grade? And plus, it's a joy watching your kids grow up, but you don't want to see your kids grow up too fast because the next thing you know, he'll be a grown-up, uh, a young adult. He'll be going to college and moving out. And so I'm telling him, you know, I'm trying to get him, you know, to slow down a little bit, you know, and enjoy being a kid because pretty soon you'll be a young adult, then you'll be an adult, and then you will wish that you were back being a kid. Believe me, I know, and I feel that way a lot of times, especially when it's time to wake up to go to work in the morning time. So I'm just glad that he's extremely excited about um, learning everything. Um, right now, he's not really into sports. Um It'll probably change, but you know, no matter what he decides to do, I'm gonna back him a hundred percent. So, um, you know, it be it sports, be it any extracurricular activity, um, outside of you know just his regular uh, school day, um, anything he plans on doing or want to do, whatever, I'm gonna make sure that I'm right there, um, cheering him on and not trying to push him to do something that he doesn't want to do. I just want to make sure that whatever he wants to do, he wants to do for himself and that he doesn't have to feel that he has to do it for me. So that's one thing that um, I'm real big on is just, you know, support him and having, and, you know, just let him make his own decision and making his own mind up, even at, you know, the age of seven and being in, 
second grade. I just want him to become his own person and not do things for me or for anybody else to, you know, make them happy. Um, you know, he had a good summer. Um, his mother is real good at, you know, getting him into activities and um he was he went to summer camp so he did a, a wide um uh, range of things from going to sky zone to fishing to hiking um so um she's real big she's i'm an introvert she's more extroverted um she's more you know good with dealing with people and you know getting him out there and um you know doing things and exposing him to different things um to um you know not only for him to learn, but to help build his confidence as well and see that there's different things out there that he can do. And, um, you know, he watches, watches me, um, you know, especially with my business and my t-shirts and, um, you know, me designing and doing everything. So, you know, he kind of get the best of both worlds. So I'm just real glad that, you know, she could expose him to a lot more things than I would, because I'm not really extroverted. I'm more of an introvert. I stay to myself. Um, I kind of get burnt out, you know, being around people. Um, like I told you guys before in the last podcast, I work for a school district. So I work around administration, around students, around teachers. So I'm dealing with um, and the public. So I'm dealing with a whole bunch of personalities on a day to day basis and you know, when I'm off of work, you know, being by myself and or being with my son is kind of my way of just recharging and just, you know, getting ready for the next day. So I'm just glad he, he was happy about his first day and hopefully it continues through the school year. And, you know, I know for a fact, you know, I'm going to be on him and his mother going to be on him and everything. So I know that, you know, academically, he will do very, very well. So even with the excitement of it being the first day of school as a parent, there's always that worry. Um, there's always some type of apprehension. You know, especially in this day and age with the things that's going on, you know, in schools, um, especially with um, kids being bullied, um, you know, the excessive gun violence, the... Uh, you know, the school shootings and everything. So it's always some type of stress and it's always in the back of your mind. Uh, when I was dropping them off this morning, there was a, a nice police presence there at the school, which I it's kind of weird because I don't want to say that, you know, it, it kind of puts you at ease, but at the same time, it's sad that in this day and age, even at an elementary school, that there has to be police presence in order for not only the kids to be safe, but the staff to be safe. So, you know, um, it's just like nowadays is even with myself, um, you know, working for a school district um, last year, myself, I got caught in, in um, one of the lockdowns that our school district had and it's kind of, you know, scary being in that situation with me being an adult and, you know, hearing, you know, the code for the school lockdown to come on. And I was at the high school and, you know, normally you could hear kids and, you know, 
people in the hallways, teachers, and for it to be so silent that you could hear a pin drop in the hallways, it's kind of mind-blowing that, you know, this is the time and the day and age that we live in. So not only am I worried about myself on a day-to-day -day basis working for a school district, but I also have to have, have that worry for my son. And um, I remember last school year, maybe it wasn't last school year, it might have been his kindergarten year, but there was some type of um, incident that the police, it, it wasn't pertaining to the schools, but it was an outside incident and it was close to the school. And I think the police was chasing the suspect and the suspect was getting away or something like that. And they had to actually put the school on lockdown and just getting that email and that notice that, you know, your child's school is on lockdown, even though it didn't have anything, um, you know, that pertains to the school or anything that was going on in the school or whatever. It's just the simple fact of just, you know, being at work or, you know, going through your day-to-day -day motions and, you know, you getting a notification on your phone that your kid's school is on lockdown is, is kind of, I, I don't know, it kind it's kind of mind rattling at times. And it's just like every time you like dealing with that, it's like every time your phone will going off, every time you get a notification, you're like, it's a child okay, it's a child okay. And then you can't call the school because you call the school, the lines are busy and everything. So in this day and age, being a parent, um, especially me being a father, you know, um, being a protector of of your child. And, you know, at that moment, you're not there. You can't protect. It's like you feel kind of helpless and you're at the mercy of, you know, uh, the police department and you know the teachers and the staff that's there and you know they're not really trained to you know take on any type of school shooter or anything like that I'm pretty sure they'll try their best but it's just kind of you feel helpless at times and you know um, me and his mother you know being working parents it's like you really have no choice um, when you send your child to school but the just to put their safety in somebody else's hands and it's like you can't really help me you're just all you could do is just call on the phone and um it's like in this day and age it's just so uh it, it's difficult it's difficult it's way different from when I was a kid when I was in elementary school yeah I mean we had problems and you know we had I mean, you had your typical fights and everything, but not how it is today where it's just like constant gun violence and you see teenagers shooting each other. And it's like every time you turn on the news, it's like the age of these kids is getting killed by this gun violence gets younger and younger and kids carrying guns get younger. It's really sad, but... At the same time, you have to be aware and you have to, you know, instill in your child what to do and what not to do, especially like me um, talking to my son, telling him, what do you do when you see a gun? If you see somebody with a gun, um, you know, what's the proper procedures and the proper things for you to do? for you to tell someone, for you to tell a grown-up, for you to stay away from the gun, don't touch the gun. So um, you have to keep instilling this and drilling this in your child's head, and especially, like, being a black child, it's like I have to tell my son, you know, certain things that 
you know, some of his friends is not black, how it's okay for them to do certain things, but he can't do those things. And it's kind of hard to tell a seven-year-old that, you know, you can't do certain things because, you know, of your skin color. And I mean, that's out how it is. And it's kind of, so it's like having that talk on top of it is, is really, is, it's hard. And I even, I haven't even got to the point where, you know, to tell him about, you know, how he should act when it's a police officer. So, I mean, I don't want to take away from his excitement from school, especially on his first day, but those are the things that's running through your mind as a parent and as a father when you think about sending your kids to school and your child is at the mercy of other people. What I'm urging uh, parents to do to be more active in their child's life, and especially me being a father, is to go to the parent-teacher conference. Um, you know, meet your child's teacher. Um, try to you know, walk the school building, um, get to know your uh, child's environment, um, you know, their learning environment, um, their seating, you know, ask questions. Make sure that you're visible, being in involved in your child's education, be it, um, you know, even if, it's, if your child is, you know, doing extracurricular activities after school, you know, just if, if you're able, I know a lot of parents out there that work two or three jobs just to make ends meet. And it's kind of hard for you, but you know, you need to at least just give a little bit of time to, you know, show the teachers that you're, you're active in your child's life and just be visible. Um, it's just, uh, I, I know it's not easy at times and, you know, schedules kind of conflict with other things that you have going on. Um, but, you know, I, I know with me or whatever, I try to watch the um, school board meetings and, you know, seeing where your money is going to in the school district, um, you know, for programs and, you know, for jobs that they're creating. A lot of things, and this is just me, um, I'm not trying to, you know, throw any shots or anything, but me working for a school district, I see what goes on behind the scenes. I see how they slide things and do things because the parents in the community aren't paying attention. And, you know, a lot of times they're not questioning, you know, the parents in the community aren't questioning a lot of stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that gets thrown to the side. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, that goes to waste and everything. So, you know, just, you know, being mindful of what's going on and um, just doing the best that you can to see where your, uh, you know, your prop your money for your property taxes and all that other stuff when you um, voting on levies and, um, you know, you just shelling money out and, you know, you don't know where your your money is going to because, uh, you know, that as well helps with your child education. Um, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, there's certain programs that can't be funded that you might want your child to take, 
uh, take part in programs or whatever. And you need to know why, like, well, I want my child in this program and it's not funded or whatever. So, you know, why it's not funded? Where's my money going to? And, you know, what's going on? And so that's some of the things that we can um, do as parents to, you know, the, 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 to pay attention and, you know, to be more active in our child's education, you know, just try to help out as much as you can. If you can help out, you know, um, I know there's a lot of parents that's on like PTA, um, that help out, you know, with different programs, uh, be it like field trips, chaperoning, stuff like that. You know, um, like I said, I think the most important part is just, uh, being visible and being, um, proactive, uh, whenever it calls for it, you know, that I, I feel like that would help um, these school districts out uh, a lot. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of people don't realize it, but um, the support staff is really the backbone of the school district and the support staff being the um, the people that I mean, teachers are important and I'm not taking that away from teachers. But the support staff is really important. Like I'm talking about the custodians, the the cleaning staff, the the kitchen staff, the um, you know the ground staff, the people that remove snow, that cut the grass, and everything. So you really want to be mindful of you know of your school district as a whole, and not just think of the school district as just like teachers and principals. And I want to throw in the bus drivers too just being mindful and just, you know, appreciating people that, you know, do their jobs and, you know, that want to see your kids succeed on a day-to-day basis. So, I mean, there's always negative, but I believe there's more positive um, than, you know, negative. So that's just, you know, my insight of me not only being a parent, but being a father and making sure that, you know, my kid, my child has the best chance to succeed in being able to have the best education as possible to get him to where he needs to be and if he wants to further his education. So I just want to leave you with that. And, you know, hopefully you could join me again on the next episode of your Finish Your Puzzle podcast. And we always must remember We must arrange the pieces of life and put them together before we move on to the next puzzle. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.